This is the Business's Mission Podcast. Business's Mission. I'm Gaya Boyd, your host. I came across the very uncomfortable awareness that all of my ideas, my basic understanding of Christianity, of how it operates, of my role in it, were wrong. In this podcast series, we want to discover kingdom keys for business. I'll do that together with Bill Job. Bill is an experienced BAM practitioner. By the way, BAM is short for business as mission. Bill is from the US and lived 30 years in China, where he had handicraft factories. He saw God move tangibly in the workspace. We met at our BAM Congress in the Netherlands. Bill was one of the main speakers and he turned out to be so contagious. His stories made me curious and I wondered, does that only happen far away or can God move as tangibly here, within and through businesses in the Netherlands or at your business in Africa, America or Asia? In this podcast series, I'll interview Bill. At other times, he will be my co-host as we invited guests who are eager to see God move within their own businesses. So listen as we discuss ideas, experiences and challenges. They might be yours as well. If this podcast makes you curious and you want to dig deeper, go to bearmoves.com. There you find a hybrid training and coaching environment, which we are developing. Today, in our search for Kingdom Keys for Business, Bill will be my co-host. We have Sander Wijster as our guest. Sander is a prophet. He doesn't own a prophecy business, if something like that would exist. So... You as listener, listener might wonder, what on earth is a prophet doing in a business podcast? Is prophecy one of the keys to kingdom business? Let's find out. Good, good to have you again, Bill. Hello, Gaia. It's so good to see you again. And Sander, welcome. Welcome to this podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Yeah, thank you for, for being here. Thank you for having me. So... Prophecy, you know, it's, um, I have a bit experienced myself, positive, not so positive. Um, can you, um, you, you've written books about it, uh, about prophecy. Um, what is it? There are several ways how to, how to frame prophecy. Uh, and I would, would love to come from, from the Bible. Uh, and one of the, uh, first, I usually quote on that is first or second Peter one verse twenty one, and that actually there it says that uh, prophecy people have never spoken from themselves, but it's always inspired by the Holy Spirit. So it's actually very simply the Holy Spirit speaking through people. So it's like thus says the Lord. Um, well, uh, I, I I usually don't say that. Um, uh, so, and that first refers to old, mostly to the Old Testament. Um, but, but it's good to realize that the Holy Spirit lives in every one of us and every Christian. Uh, and therefore, prophecy has become accessible to every believer. So that's a big shift from the set the Lord's Old Testament prophecy. So we can all kind of prophesy? Yes, we can all prophesy to some degree. And then there's also uh, the gift of prophecy, which is mentioned in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. And uh, the, the, the ministry of the, of the prophet, which is mentioned in uh, Ephesians uh, 4. 
So it's kind of like we are all called to be shepherds, to be caring for people, but some have this kind of special assignment. Right, right. So, so we all have to look after each other. It doesn't mean that everybody is called as a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all uh, uh, can receive words from, from the Lord from time to time. And I think this is the experience of, of many people. That when you read scripture, a verse pops up, or when when you write a, a postcard to somebody with a with a verse that they say, "Wow, it is exactly what I needed." When I think of a pastor, I feel kind of safe. Right. When I think, "Oh, a prophet is coming," <laughs> yeah. he's sitting now in my room here. <laughs> I kind of start trembling a bit. <laughs> yeah, and I I think that's because. Um, uh, I think that's because people have the idea, oh. He, he looks through my complete life. Uh, for me, that's not true. Oh, so I, I, I can uh, relax. You <laughs> can relax. So, so anyhow, uh, I think it's good to also define prophecy from 1 Corinthians uh, 14, the first three, where it says that it's for strengthening, encouraging, uh, and a building oh. and comforting. I'm relaxed. I'm totally relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so actually, uh, Prophecy is is always looking from the heart of the Father and the way how God looks at you through Jesus. I mean that, that's so that's so amazing, that's so fabulous, and there's so many possibilities that He sees in us. And prophecy kind of opens that and 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 reveals that to you. Well, we are here um, in the business podcast, and you as co-host were like, "Yeah, let's invite Sander." I'm curious, you you as a business person. Why? Well, I wandered into this area probably 20 years ago, not intentionally, but I realized that the Lord had put someone with uh, this role of being a prophet in my life, and I had to choose whether or not I was going to accept it or reject it. Was it a choice, kind of, that you feel like? It was so weird. It could be rejected, (laughs) (laughs) but just by being weird, you know? Isn't that often how... Prophets are viewed. Are they? Are they weird? <laughs> well, some. I, I think that's that's what some have the image. Yeah. I, I don't consider myself as very weird. <laughs> uh, actually, the Dutch have the tendency to be sober, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's what I am. I'm I'm yeah. very sober. But but the supernatural and the so and soberness can be combined. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's what and that's also what that's makes it God. yeah but that's that's also what makes it uh, uh, kind of approachable to people uh, usually when people hear the word prophecy they they start to like become <laughs> uneasy like mm, okay so you x-ray my life or something right. <laughs> but that's but that's but it's not what, what prophecy uh, it, it's certainly not calling out sin uh, and it's it's more like uh, revealing the heart of the Father, but also showing what, what plans are that the Lord has for somebody. So how does it work with you before? I mean, yeah. we will get to the business, but it raises questions. You don't see through me. Well, but h- how does it work then for you? Uh, so, so for me, it almost feels like playing. So like I'm a child. So I'm, I'm just receiving images and words uh, and usually for me, they're like details of somebody's life, but they can be so specific. So I, I, for example, I've heard the thoughts of somebody of yesterday, but for me, they're just like sentences. And I didn't know that there were thoughts of yesterday, 
But when you hear somebody saying your thoughts of yesterday, you feel like, whoa, this person completely sees through me. Or actually what this person said, he had a completely different reaction. He said, wow, the Lord knows me. And that's usually what, when, when you have, have words of knowledge, so knowledge about people that you cannot know in a natural way, uh, that's usually the reaction of people when you bring it in kindness, when you bring it in love, which you always should do with prophecy, that people feel seen by the Lord himself. And that's very precious. And that's very encouraging. Well, let's go to you, Bill. Prophecy and business. Now I want to do my line again. Yeah, okay, sorry, <laughs> we got distracted. <laughs> that you're weird, you know. <laughs> and so in my situation, I had a chance to pray with someone. And as soon as we began to pray, they had a picture of our factory building mm. and described it accurately. It was five stories in the shape of a letter L. And then they began to describe where they thought we might be having difficulties. And the reason was this particular prophetic gifting person could see into more of the demonic realm and describe it. And everything they said was explaining what we were experiencing. Mm. And so by weird, I really meant good, but unusual. And so we've done this for probably 20 years now. And Several years ago, I realized I need to actually honor this role and this individual because they've been such a faithful friend. And so I put them on staff. We have a contract that's legally as a consultant. They don't have any authority in the company, but when I don't listen to them, it costs me money. <laughs> right. So the first time I saw this actually happen outside of the business relative to a person was um, we were speaking one day or praying and they said, I see a, a person, I see a feather, I see a feather in a hat regarding this person. So I'm not sure what that means, but they, I just see this. This is what they describe. And they always say, hey, this might be really wrong. I might, I'm not promising anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm just telling you what I see. Mm. Within, I think, a few hours, this individual that we were talking about called me. And they asked, Bill, could we hire you as a consultant for us? Or would you allow us to be a consultant for you, rather? It would really be a feather in our cap. Mm. And I realized, oh, I knew that about you. And I began to see how it worked. That the Lord is giving me insight into uh, relationships, into what he's wanting to do in these relationships. And from a business point of view, it could really be financially important. Yeah. And and it's very concrete, I think. Hey, you, the examples that you mentioned are very concrete. Yes. So yes. sometimes prophecy has the the tendency or people think that it's vague and this, yeah, I see a rainbow or something like this. But 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 this is very concrete examples that you that you mentioned. Right. We were actually praying about a relationship with a person that I had on staff and is a wonderful friend, incredibly talented, 10 times more skilled than I am in management. And yet they felt like it was time to let them return to a previous job and uh, disconnect from the job that we had with them. I didn't listen to them. And four months later, we we're actually praying again. And they found out that I hadn't actually listened. And then I realized I do have to let them go. 
I mean, it wasn't a good fit. It wasn't a good fit four months ago. You warned me about that or informed me about that. Not warned me, but just let me know that the Lord had other plans for them. And I didn't act on that. And then I looked at how much that cost me. It was probably about $150,000 that they had spent in the process. And I realized, oh, this could actually have financial consequences. And if I'm in the role of a steward of a company that the Lord owns, it makes perfect sense that he will send some of his people to guide the steward to oversee the company. On a more positive note, just two weeks ago, we were praying about taking another business to potential investors. And as we prayed about who would be the investors that the Lord wants, uh, my prophet friend got another impression of a a company that would like to partner with us and would probably provide all of the financing we need without getting investors. We're talking about maybe $10 million. That's a significant financial impact on a business. So if this prophetic insight is correct, it would really be significant to the business. Well, you know, you have um, some history, you know, you Mm -hmm. had, I think, eight or more businesses and none of them starts going way off track, failed because you listened to a prophet? No, I've never gotten in trouble because I followed their advice ever. I've only gotten in trouble when I did it. (laughs) But but I think it's also good to mention that Prophecy. So I, I I loved when you described. Uh, they, I give them a role, but they don't have authority in the mm-hmm. sense like hierarchical authority. Right. I think that's also how even ministries in the church uh, are are described. So you have leadership in the church, and then then prophets come in, and they have they have authority because of what they what they're saying, but not because of their role. And I see exactly the same pattern with you. So no, the the company owner or the business leader will just lead the business. And they will just take input and it's also for them to to weigh it. Uh, it's not like, okay, now this is said, I have to act on it. I, uh, and, and I love the way how this prophetic friend of yours phrases is, this is what I see, this is my impression. Right. Uh, so you can, you can build on somebody's um, past, on, on their experiences with that person. And that will show you, is this person usually uh, reliable, yes or no? So... In other words, relationship is important. It's really important. And my friend every single time says, I might be wrong. I'm making no claims of of authority. I'm making no claims that I know this is right. I'm just telling you what I see. So coming back to my personal experience, my husband and I, we were in a certain kind of, um, well, it weren't the most flourishing years. And we were involved with a messianic uh, ministry. And, you know, here we had all these prophecies and I felt like we're sitting here on the couch. Nothing is happening and reading this prophecy and I, I threw them in the garbage, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, yeah, um, you know, so I think that's that it's where it can be confusing. Prophecy can be confusing for many, many different reasons. Um, the first and most uh I think prominent reason is that people don't recognize the words. But when you have true prophecy, it, it speaks about a future that you don't know yet. That's why you are being told this is going to happen. 
so sometimes I prophesy to people. I've had people coming back to me after five years saying, you saw me as a, as a leader and, and, and as somebody who was teaching the word of God to people. But when you told me this, I was co- totally confused. Five years later, I find myself exactly in this role. So it sometimes can take time before the prof- prophetic word comes true. Now, I would always say test prophetic words. So uh, uh, Graham Cook says a prophecy is an invitation to prayer uh, with the Father. So pray into the prophecy. Find if, See if you find peace in the prophetic words or not. And if you don't find peace in them, put them aside. It's not a... There will not happen bad things if you put prophecies aside. If but it's, it's not that oh now I miss mm-hmm. what God is well, that's warning in my life. Exactly, but that's a that's a that's a thought out of fear, and God is a God of love, and perfect love casts out fear. So so I I don't like to to have this this reasoning out of fear in people's life because it's not the way how God thinks. The Holy Spirit will take your life. And he will make the best out of it. So no matter what step you take, he will always, that's, that's his intentions. He will always make the best out of it. It's, it's a subtle balance. So on one hand, I don't say to people, oh, you can just sit and wait until the prophetic words become, uh, comes true. It happens for some words, but not for all. Usually it also takes uh, action from yourself. And what, what good prophetic words do is they encourage you. They give you courage. Because that's how I often feel how God is leading me. You know, it's not sitting and waiting till no. something. It's like uh, like a ship, you know, if it's if it sails, it's you can steer it. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, so if you, uh, if you use a, a compass and you are standing still, then that needle will not point. It, it, it can even start turning. Once you start walking, it starts to give direction. Uh, so, so, so it's important to to take steps, even though they might not be in the perfect direction. So I always love to quote uh, uh, Ephesians 2 verse 10, that, that, and there it says that we walk in the good deeds that God already prepared for us. Think of that perspective. God has already pre- prepared everything. And then we can just walk in that. Not stand still, not run, but just walk. And that's the kind of relaxedness that God wants us to to walk in. So have you prayed for businesses, uh, Sander? Uh, yes, uh, for several actually. And um, what do you see happening? Um, so usually I get words of knowledge for a business. So I just know stuff that I do not know. So, uh, so similar like uh, what uh, Bill just shared, that you can kind of have a picture, you see... Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. So I saw for a, for a, for a one company, I said, well, I see, I see like uh, uh, trucks going from your company towards Rotterdam. Um, uh, and, and, uh, and I see on the other hand, I see trucks going to Germany. Uh, and this, this uh, business owner, he said, well, all of our products go to Rotterdam. That's where they are being shipped. But recently we have a, a, a new uh, request from Germany. So thank you for showing me that that you also see trucks going there. So it was like for them kind of a it was, confirmation. It was a confirmation. Yeah. That, that this might be something really good to consider, yeah. but not yeah. with blind eyes. Well, no, never. But it's but it's it, it will it will intrigue people that you talk about Germany mm-hmm. uh, out of the blue, and that will give that encouragement. That will give that idea, like, hey, uh, this is this is probably worth considering. And what about you? Bill, you listen to a prophet, you take them serious, you hire them, you have them on the payroll Mm -hmm. as a consultant. Um, When you hear those words, it's like, 
for example, you know, the, the truck situation, yeah. it's, it's more that it helps you to say, hey, I really need to take attention to this and see how God further. Yes, and they're almost like clues to follow a path. So this is one and here's another one and here's another one. You kind of look for patterns right. as well. And um, then you also have some that come to yourself. And I would love for Sander to be able to address this issue of how did he begin to be aware of it in light of the possibility that many people actually are called to do this but they don't know what it is. They don't recognize it. They don't sort of get into first grade or second grade with it. So they still stay kind of on the outside, but it's, they're aware that they're getting impressions. They right. just don't know how to process. Yeah. Right. Right. So if you're prophetic, then it's also, you sometimes can see it. What's what the gifts are that others have. So I usually sense when people are very prophetic, I just sense it. Uh, and I, I would even get words of knowledge. Like you have said, like, Put this gift away, Lord, put this gift away. So some people have this sensitivity, they get the impressions, so they get the input, but they have the sensors, so to say. But it scares them. It scares them and, and they don't know how to process it. They don't know how to, so they get they get input, but they don't have like a, a computer that says, okay, take input and now go to the mouth and, and speak words. So so it's confusing for them and, and, and they're... Uh, and others, they will they will get impressions, but they don't know why they get it. So it's good for people to realize uh, that God can speak through them, that God uh, can give images, words, pictures, visions, etc. Uh, and it takes courage uh, to say that. Because I think you kind of wonder: is are those my thoughts? Yeah, is God's impressions. Absolutely, is there, there's an enemy. Right. What, what's yeah, and that's that's oh, I've been through that phase as well, so I can uh, I can relate, um, and it it can it can almost lead you to uh, inactiveness because you just go from is it me, is it the Lord, is it me, is it the Lord, and you and you start to become passive mm -hmm. because you just are wondering, especially if you're a thinker like me, then you're you're wondering like yeah, you I want to be sure, really right, you're right, and that's not the way how it works, so so. I always love to quote uh, Romans 12 verse 6 and it says like we all prophesy by the measure of faith uh, God has given us. So it takes faith to prophesy and faith just means courage. So it takes courage even for me to start a prophecy. It always takes courage. It's always that step that you, that you say, okay, here we go. We just believe that what we get is revelation. We're never 100% sure. Uh, and that's also what I hear in, in, in the words that you say, Bill, about this prophetic person. But we just believe and we trust. And trust is coming from a relationship. Uh, so, so when people want to grow in the prophetic, um, I always say, my, my, a friend of mine would, would sing this song, read your Bible, pray every day. Like that's the good way to grow. Um, but also in the prophetic. Um, so because it's really about, a, the prophetic is really about a relationship. It's really about knowing the, the, the Lord and knowing the heart of the Father uh, and then just trusting that he speaks to you. Mm -hmm. If people th have the impression, I am prophetic, but I'm not really sure, I would really recommend um, people to get 
to a school of prophecy or to read about it and to explore more about it and to talk to people. Yeah, you, you give those courses to... Uh, and I, I give those uh, schools of prophecy in the in Netherlands, Dutch. Yeah. in Dutch, yes. But your book is in Dutch, but it's uh, being translated. Um, yeah, it, my book is my book, my book is, is, has appeared in Dutch and Vietnamese. Oh, Vietnamese. But to come to that, I had to make an English version in between. Okay. Uh, and, and uh, well, we, we have to see uh, when this is going to be published, but uh, I, I foresee also uh, an English version of my book. Uh, it's called Woorden van Leven in Dutch and Words of Life. I would love to lean in the direction of one of the things you just said, because I think it can be very helpful for our audience. Mm. I'm from the U.S. and my kind of observation is that I was given uh, entrance into the understanding of the kingdom by basically learning things or really kind of through my mind. And I think you just used the phrase, I'm a thinking person. Right. I think there's a lot of thinking people who don't know how to transition out of just the realm of their mind to mm -hmm. this realm, which seems to be something maybe different. Could you explain either your journey or how you understand that to work? Yeah. So, so my background, I have a, I have a PhD in, chem in chemistry, so I have a, a high uh, academic education. So, so I'm, I'm a good thinker. <laughs> um, but I also have a, what I would call an intuitive part. And I will not say prophecy is intuitive because I believe it's spiritual, but it, it works different than thoughts. So mm -hmm. thoughts are kind of logical and you can build on them, uh, but impressions are more random. They will just come and you, it's almost like, that's why I say, I, it's for me, it's like playing. Uh, it's it's almost like imagination, but then actually it is revelation. It's the Lord showing you things. And I'm usually surprised about what I see, or sometimes you see me laugh because I just see funny pictures. So it's in the, it's in the, um, um, Ephesians 1 verse 18 says that the, 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 the eyes of our heart have been enlightened. And the verse before it, it talks about the spirit of wisdom and revelation uh, to truly know Jesus or to really know him. But that spirit of wisdom and revelation, revelation we really need. Uh, uh, and and it's, almost, it's just like grace. It's like a gift that God is giving us. So but we can grow into it. We can grow into it by simply receiving and taking time for it. Well, Bill, I think... You have some experience in this area. We, you know, we, there are several podcasts we've done now. And I hear you about receiving designs. What is that in the, in the same realm? I would love to hear Sandra's explanation or, or and take on this, but it definitely, I think, is in the same realm. Um, in my experience, if the company that I was stewarding needed something and I would ask the Lord, especially if I asked the Lord, but not always, sometimes it just comes. I would receive designs and understanding and understanding of processes. I would actually receive by meaning that I, I by saying that, I mean, I can just see a drawing kind of in the air in front of me. Um, I can see it with my eyes open or with my eyes closed. They're kind of different, but I just, all of a sudden, I just sort of know things, know how to do things or how to design, but rarely completely. I almost always need a team mm. to actually execute it. And I would say only half of the designs I received ever got fully built. 
because of the need for a team. And often people would, <laughs> they simply wouldn't believe it would work and they wouldn't support it. And I just felt like I was pushing this big ball up here and I got tired and, and I went on to something else. That's interesting that you say a team because it can kind of feel like, well, some people receive from the Lord and, you know, you don't. <laughs> Who else do you need? <laughs> you know, you yeah. become the superhero. But well, that, that's not how it works. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think we do have a hero in the story, but it, it is not a. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And First uh, uh, Corinthians 13, I think verse nine, it says we all prophesy in parts. Now you can explain it in different ways, but you can all, you can one way of explaining is that you you just receive part of the puzzle. And I have beautiful examples where people literally received words that didn't make sense on their own. There were three people receiving just little words and there was one lady and when she heard those three words she was really deeply deeply touched in her heart because those three pieces fitted exactly to a situation where she was uh where she actually had to let go of of the the, the fact that she felt responsible for it so it, that was just just to show the example we all prophesy in part so i can relate coming back to the technical or to the to the revelation from for business ideas um, I believe the Lord really wants to give that, but I like it the most when we prophesy with a team or when there's more people who receive revelation because you can build on each other. Uh, and if you're, if you're really prophetic, you usually can see the revelation of somebody else as well, or at least I can usually see that when somebody paints a picture, I can just see the picture. Uh, and, and sometimes the Lord will give me, uh, different things. I don't have so much re uh, experience with, like out of the blue, receiving blueprints or or or, or pictures. But I did a lot of inventions when I was working at uh, at the company that I worked for, ASML and Philips, uh, over well, around two hundred uh, inventions. And I believe a lot of inventions are supernatural. Whether you're a Christian or not, I believe it's, uh, it's just uh, something that the the spiritual world adds to the natural world for solutions to 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 fit in that time and 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 that makes it very interesting yeah because um that just means that when, whenever i think of an invention i always think yeah there is this moment of revelation but that people would call this eureka moment but it's it's like suddenly you realize something that you haven't realized before while the information was there and for me if i look at that that feels supernatural so I'd love to ask people who are developers, inventors, did you receive this design or this idea, do you believe, or did you create it? Because we often are attributed as creators. I was told I was a very creative person. I was actually labeled things which I now reject mm. based on a uh, simpler explanation. But did you receive these ideas? How many patents did you in the end, uh, uh, more than over 80 unique so patent families. Right. So you're a pretty smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> you could frame it like yeah, that. <laughs> yes. Right. So the question is, and I want this question to stimulate for many people who don't think they're creative. Right. Or have this capacity to think differently about it. Did you receive those designs or did you create them as though you're the creator? Well, um, I think I think there's several 
uh, I, I would distinguish two types. So some is almost like you logically come to that because of knowledge combine, combination. Mm -hmm. So that's not a very supernatural. You just happen to be in a position where you have knowledge from several sides. But sometimes you will you will just see a principle and you, you suddenly realize, ah, but this is it. This is what we've been looking for. And those inventions I would, I would call uh, supernatural. Do you believe that people in our audience are capable of that, that have just never given themselves absolutely. The, the thought that that could happen? Absolutely. I think, um, it, I think what, it, what it takes is usually quiet time. Uh, and that's the that, that's a little bit a, a disease in this age where we're everything need, we need to hurry, hurry, hurry. I always say God is the God of time. He created time, and He has He has no issue with time. The only one who has an issue with time is the enemy because he knows he has little time. So that's why he tries to to, to get us in a hurry. But to be in in the quietness is a is a is a very uh, fertile ground to receive revelation. Are you aware of trying to get out of your brain or out of your thinking mode to explore a different mode or does it come through your thinking mode? Cool. <laughs> it's a profound question. Um, we have five more minutes. <laughs> well, so uh, I think uh, uh, it is not the thinking mode. Uh, so it's not the analytical mode. So that will not bring you there. That's the right word, yeah. Yes, it's 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 more the it's more the I will I come back to the word playing. Yeah. So so you you just throw over the 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 I will will not call it dignity, but it's 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 like you know we'll we'll just think of any idea that comes up and we will say everything that you say is is amazing. So we'll just create this atmosphere of trust and of uh, we just build on each other's ideas. So usually when I would do those brainstorming sessions, I say criticism is not allowed. We just say only, wow, this is great, or this is a good idea, and so instead of but. So and that's that's the kind of atmosphere that that helps people to to actually come to the layer where 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 they can receive revelation. Mm -hmm. Isn't it similar like, you know, um when you are in a dilemma and it's a saying. Oh, sleep over it for a night. Kind of give rest to the problem and be open to yeah. whatever. The Lord definitely can give things in sleep. I've I've recently spoke to a, to a lady. Usually, I have to to sleep over it, and I will just get the idea, and I will just I just know I have to 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 be patient and sleep a night. I usually try to keep ideas a little bit with me before I think they are complete, but. Uh, but what I think is special uh, about Revelation, it's really Jesus-centered. This is also a distinction that I would like to make with normal creativity and Revelation. Because Reve Revelation comes from Jesus and he should get honor for that. So for instance, worship is a, is a very uh, fertile ground for receiving Revelation. Any kind of Revelation, but I think even, even from a business point of view. And that's a very interesting uh, uh, situation now. So now you're in a business uh, and you have your rhythm and suddenly I say, okay, what about worship <laughs> in a business environment? Uh, and actually we have a, we have a company where we, where we usually start with that. We start with, with worship and, and we start with, with, with praising God. Yeah. 
explain that for our audience? Well, I think when, when we worship, we, we put away the attention from ourselves and we, we put it on Jesus. And he's the source through the Holy Spirit of revelation. And you don't do it to get revelation. It's not like a trade, but it's more like uh, when you would come to a king, you would give him uh, reference or you would give him glory just for, for his splendor and his position. That's actually what you do with Jesus. And then also comes with that, that he's the most friendly and the most uh, love-filled person, or he is love. So it's way more than only than only awe. It's also uh, just being completely fond of him. Um, <laughs> being intimate with him. And, and being intimate. It's actually built on grace. And I just love grace as a theme because it's, it's, it's receiving for free. So, and then in a business setting. So what we sometimes, what we do uh, with one company, so sometimes I would just come by and, and I would prophesy, but with one company, we have a group of people. Uh, and usually the first thing we do after we, 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 we meet and greet is just start prayer with thanksgiving and worship. And we just worship Jesus for who he is. And then you get insights? Well, then, then, uh, then usually we uh, we we get we get insights or or revelation. Not always per se ideas, uh, but but we we get prophetic insights. And for me, it's it's almost like the proper way to do it. Well, uh, you, you can you are actually doing it, right, uh, Bill? We've been talking and we had some podcasts. Tell us about your latest adventure. Well, previously in my other businesses, we seem to have surrendered to the common thought that there's segments that are correct in our life. So there's a work life and then there's a religious life kind mm. of thing. And we don't typically blend those. So we would worship before work was kind of the generic thing that we did. And recently the Lord said that he wanted to shift that in a new company that we're doing. And he said that if he's in fact the owner of a company that we're developing, it makes perfect sense for the staff members to talk to the owner every morning before they begin their task on the clock. So, so but what if your team, this is the management team you're doing it with? It's it, all, all believers who know the owner personally and the non-believers, uh, my suggestion at the time was just give them, the, give them a half hour off. If we meet for the first half hour of the day with the owner of the company and people don't know, just tell them, don't even have to come into work yet. You know, but that's what we're doing. And so it felt like a, an escalation of commitment to interacting with the owner of the company as though he were present, which in fact he is. <laughs> so... You know, I'm this Dutch efficiency person. <laughs> like, but at the same time, do you, you might see some results from it. Well, if we, you know, if you talk in the morning first hour with the creator of the universe and he's really involved. Yeah, I think the revelation will far surpass the loss of a half an hour, an hour of labor. <laughs> well, this is an interesting talk. And... You know, makes us think. <laughs> and um, thank you very much, uh, Sander, for yeah, for coming to join us. I'm I'm sure you stirred up some some of our listeners, at least me. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm based in the Netherlands, uh, and uh, through my website Woorden van Leven, so words of life, but then in Dutch, uh, they can uh, they can uh, get in touch with me. 
Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Sander. Thank you. In this podcast, together with our guest Sander Wuister, we had an interesting exchange about the role of prophecy in business. It might be another key into kingdom business, a prophet as a business consultant, or at least to be, next to using our reason, to be more open to revelation the Lord might want to give to us. If this podcast about Kingdom Keys for Business sparkles your interest, please go to bammoves.com, where you find a hybrid online learning platform, which we are developing. 